and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. This is your best pal, Brett. I'm your tallest boy, Daniel Phillips. And we are a weekly book club podcast where we go over one book every month and we make friends along the way. Hey, guys. You guys are my best friends. Bestest buds. Out of all my friends, you're one of them. Damn, that's high praise. I'll take it. Hey, that, yeah. All right, you can take that to the bank. Um, well, what's what's going on, guys? Well, f- first off, we read one book a month, and we talk oh, about it. Oh, we're in a new month. And yeah, we're in, we're a, new in a new month. month. And so, uh, new month, new book, Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Clune. for that throne. Yeah. He, that, yeah, Under the I Whispering Door. sweep in. You gotta sweep in. That was good. That's, I mean, that's a good reminder. Um, listeners, friends, loved ones, children. No, none uh, of them pick listen up, to this. Yes, pick up under the whispering door. Um, it's a, a TJ Clune novel. I think it was released what, like two years ago? Yeah, about two years ago. He has another one that's more recent called "In the Li- the Lives of Puppets," something like that. Yes. I don't know. Um, he, the author of a very well renowned book, "House in the Australian Sea." Um, and so we are reading the next book of his, uh, under the whispering door and I'm excited to read that. Yeah. I even got, I even got the date locked and loaded June 27th is that episode. Dang. Dang. Oh, look at this guy. Okay. That's when that episode will air. So have it read before then. And then we'll talk about it. Sweet. Sweet. Do we going to get into short stories where we catch up with each other's lives and, and do that stuff? Yes, please. So much. Okay. Who wants to go first? I went to the beach. You went to oh. the beach. I had a good time. And I ate a lot of food, a lot of good food. Good. I had blackened mahi mahi. Ooh. For mihi mihi. And it was very tasty. How, okay. I love that, by the way. How long have you been holding on to that one? I, that was off the dome. Okay. When you, when you that took a great. bite, when you ordered the mahi mahi, did you think you were going to say that in the intro of now, this episode? When I ordered That's the mahi mahi. When it said That's market price, <laughs> when I ordered the mahi mahi, all I was thinking was um, the the price of the mahi was market price, and I was like, it's probably like twenty dollars. And I ordered it, and it was not twenty dollars. It so was mahi mahi. Yeah, it was mahi mahi. <laughs> <laughs> this must have been a fancy restaurant. I feel like I don't know. It wasn't. I mean, I'm no, it was I'm no just fish seaside. expert, but it I was, feel like mahi isn't like the most expensive fish. It was just seaside Florida. That's all. It, that's all it is. He bought it from a guy in a boat. A guy in a boat. Was it fresh though? I feel like when oh, you're at the beach, seafood oh, always it was tastes good. I'm not so like. Much better. I, I'm kind of like you, I guess. I'm not really like a fish guy. I'm not really a seafood guy, even. Um, it was but West Coast just, mahi mahi. It was actually the woman mm. next to me, the table next to me. She had the mahi mahi, and I leaned over and I was like, "Hey, is that good?" And she's she gave me the approval. Um, she gave you a yeah, bite. I just had a good beach time. Read a, I did a lot of reading, um, and a lot of book shopping, uh, which I'm very excited about. It's there's a bookstore down in Seaside called uh, Sundog, and it's just like a really cute little little bookstore um, right in the downtown area. And so I, I brought Robin Hobb with me because I started the Live Ship trilogy, which is the second series in her Realm of the Elderlings, which is her big, expansive fantasy series. Um, I did want to mention one thing about this series really quick because it's I, I brought it because it's all like pirate themed. It is a nautical fantasy, and that just seemed really fun to read at the beach. But it has a really cool 
magic mechanic that I haven't really seen in a book before where these, you know, wealthy families own these ships for trade. It's it's all about like trading in between the cities and they own these massive, uh, you know, wooden sail sailing ships. And when three generations of captains from within the family die on the ship, the ship quickens is the magical term for it. And it becomes sentient and the sentient live ships are very good at, you know, trading and like, that's they, fantastic. They, they can command their crew. Like they become like one with the crew and I, it's just okay. like a very fun is, concept. Is this a, um, is this a lightning McQueen situation? Do they have eyes on the front of their the, ship the, face? So I don't know what they look like, but they do have hair and like, I think they have oh, a that's, face. That's awful. Oh. Yeah. It makes it a little bit more weird. Of and they the kept thing. saying ka-chow. And <laughs> ka-chow. Um, but I thought it was fun and it's, it's pretty dark. It's a heavy series. I read a decent bit of it of each, um, then continuing on my nautical theme. I picked up the wager as well, which is the book Brett talked about. And then I also picked up Christopher Paulini's new sci-fi book and some Isaac Asimov's cause I've never read Isaac Asimov before. And so just, uh, just a nice little beach book haul. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good book haul. Yeah. I'll keep you busy. Mm Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Um, well, so I'm really torn because I have two things that I want to talk about. Have I talked about jury duty on the show before? On this we, show, this I think podcast? we did briefly. Maybe it was on this one. Okay. Well, if, if I don't, I don't want to re-talk about it. But if you haven't, Maddie and I finished Jury Duty, and it's just a delightful show. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's the show about a guy who is. Um, in a court case there for a quote unquote like documentary about jury duty. But what he doesn't realize is that he's the only one who's not an actor. And so everyone else around him are acting out these wild scenarios. And it's almost like they Truman showed him a little bit. Yeah. Um, because they're like filming this guy's life, but it's, it's such funny content but also so heartwarming. I mean, really in an unexpected like yeah. way, because the first couple episodes I was just laughing the entire time. Um, and then by episode, I think, I think it's like six episodes or seven. It's very short. Uh, but I, I was like crying. I, I loved these people so much. And, and then Ronald, the, the non actor is just the best person, um, which really lent itself to being a phenomenal show. And I, I mean, I hope it wins Emmys. I hope it sweeps categories this year because just the production of it, like the behind the scenes, what they had to do to make sure that this guy wasn't aware of the bit where, I mean, they had actors working like, I mean, like 24 hour shifts of yeah. improv, right? <laughs> yeah. Like right. they're essentially like, there's like small like snippets where they would, talk to the directors whenever they weren't around uh ronald but like for the majority of their day they're like fully in character and and anything can change if by this guy's reaction and they have to react on a swivel so just incredible um i highly recommend it's on amazon like amazon prime so you can check it out it's a freebie original which i don't know what freebie is it's another (laughs) streaming service but it's also hosted on amazon um so good job uh jury duty for being great um, and then, and then secondly, uh, we saw the new spider first movie. Um, and that, this is pretty fresh. Like that, that came out last, like this past Thursday of the, of the week that you're hearing this Tuesday. Um, so 
I'm not going to get into any spoilers, obviously. Uh, but what I will say is that for, I mean, I, I consider the first one to probably be my favorite movie ever made. Um, and for this, the second one, it didn't have a, a drop off of quality, which is about the highest praise that I could give it. Hmm. Um, it's it's just great. And, I mean, I, I won't say more than that. Uh, go see it. Go see it in theaters um, like and then see it again in theaters. And, and yeah, just man, I, I, I love it. It was great. Such good content. Yeah, I can't wait. I, Nicole and I will be seeing it sometime this week in the theater. Yes, do that. Yeah. And my reading's been uh, a little sparse lately. Um, and I think that's because of a number of reasons. Uh, but I have been reading a new book um, called The Possibility of Life, Science, Imagination, and Our Quest for Kinship by Jamie Green. It's a nonfiction novel um, about an author who... Uh, writes about her um kind of uh interest in in science and the uh route that that had taken her towards like astronomy and understanding the cosmos and then also she interjects a lot of like how culture has um like over time changed and developed our attitudes towards the idea of like the possibility of alien life it's a very fascinating read i'm very early on though so um, I'm excited to see where that goes. That's it for me. Brett, what's up with you, pal? Speaking of uh, movie theaters, the, I saw a couple movies in the past uh, past couple weeks, the new Guardians, and then I went and saw the new uh, Fast Fast 10. Did you really? <laughs> you did. You dog. Was it good? Oh, it was, it was great. It was a good how, time. How is the Familia? Oh, they're, 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 they're growing, which wink, wink always um and they're also falling apart at the same time which is you know go go see the movie Tragic. It's, it's gonna yeah, be a multi-part thing oh my god um but i gotta say the 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 movie theater concession line i feel like you could write a like math algorithm about it and how the closer you are to showtime the like the longer that people take it makes ordering. no sense. It's it makes no sense. insane how long it takes yes. to get concessions at a movie theater. It's like the theory of relativity, but in the negative light of like you, you're so close to the time. And so every passing second yeah. feels like hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Imagine standing in that line and then you get to the front. And then for the first time during that entire length of time, you look up to see what the menu looks like. That's what drives <laughs> oh, me insane. Right. It's infuriating. You got and a lot you, of time to think in that line about what you're going to order. Yeah. And you know, it shouldn't take long because whenever I get up there, it's like, bim, bam, boom. It's done. I'm out of there in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Bim, bam, boom. Butter popcorn in my hand. I'm right. gone. It's all it takes. It's all it takes, folks. Um, so, you know, just be aware, you know, people behind you might might be trying to get to a movie on time. This is so a call to action. This is a call to action. This is where Brett's making a stand. It has to stop. It has to stop. Just wait until he gets to the front of the concession line and he pays. And then they ask, do you want to donate a dollar to charity? That they they did, actually. They said, do you wanna... but it's the roundup one. So that's okay. a lot easier okay. because yes. you just say, yeah, sure. Round up 30 cents. Yeah. It makes it easy for everybody. And, you know, can charities, I, too. Can I ask you a question? What's your what's your go to? This is for both of you. What's your go to movie snack? Pop, I see. I like I like to mix 
sweet and savory. So I, I usually get popcorn. Sometimes I'll get some sort of, I don't like chocolate a ton, but like Oreos are good or, mm. you know, sometimes like a Pepsi Zero or Coke Zero. But definitely, I mean, pop, I'm just, always popcorn. It's hyper white bread for me, but just popcorn and a Coke. I like it's no, that's not that's so not white bread. That's unbeatable. Classic. It's classic. It's that's classic. Classic. It's just yeah. unbeatable. Like, yeah. And I would love to enjoy a nice sour snack, like some some like sour yeah. gummy worms or something. But yeah. I don't want to be the the bag wrestler. Like, Ooh, I, yeah. I got, so that's I got long I, I am, skeleton I fingers. That. I am that. I'm the problem. Um, yeah. I, I for some reason I don't really like uh or I don't really like go for like tart uh candies in general like in mm-hmm. my everyday life you know I'm not like going to a gas station to pick up some sweet tarts or uh uh, uh sour watermelons or whatever um but the movies for some reason Think it's like my theory, yeah and my inner child just like comes yeah. out and it's like I got to get me a biggie bag of of sour <laughs> patch kids and then i'm i'm in the theater and i open it and then i immediately get shot a bombastic side eye for maddie that's like you better keep it down like i have to have the stealthiest fingers open in it. the world open it during a loud trailer that's yeah. always you get you get everything yeah, you settled gotta, during a loud trailer you gotta get in and out um with your crinkly candy packages or, or i've done this before you ask for like an empty cup and during the trailers, you just pour that candy into a cup. Well, that's wait, a, that's and then a you're not strategy. you're not, you're not swiggity diggity around in that bag. That's really the good. Whole time. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna use that next time. Okay, we we should we move on? We're, yeah. we're running long for short yeah. stories. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, okay, so our quote of the week this week comes from the book that I mentioned, "The Possibility of Life: Science, Imagination, and Our Quest for Kinship." Whew, that's a long one uh, by Jamie Green. Um, And the quote is, we're not alone because we're not separate from the swirl of a galaxy's arms or the way wind catches dust in a gyre. We're no more an anomaly than an atom is. Um, So, so live, live out that this week. You're not alone. You're a part of this galaxy. We're all um, uh, little letters in what is the cause, the cosmic alphabet soup. I think you just implanted a little bit of dread into my heart oh i hope not we're not alone you're you're a part of this this cosmic soup i'm so small and so unimportant do you guys want to get into discussion yeah i'm yeah what is it yeah y'all are all you're all ears um today because i am leading this discussion which should be fun and hopefully not too boring for you guys or the listeners um so stop me at any point and you know, I feel like the last time I did this, I did a game show. And so if you're right now, the both of you are on the edge of your seats thinking that I'm going to do a game show, I'm not. This is this is actually educational. Except still not convinced. This is how, probably how you started the last. Yeah, one. still not convinced. I think so I think this <laughs> this is exactly how I started the last one. But I don't I don't have my like phone ready to play game show music or my app ready to or have like soundboards. Four, three. Two, no, we're we're actually one. learning about speed reading and tools to improve reading efficiency. All right, uh, right. That's is that is that not exciting to you? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So this uh, this thought came to me, um, I think because I, as I've grown old, I've grown boring. You know, and. Aww. You don't say <laughs> no, no. But what I mean by that is I don't even I you know what? Actually, I'm going to retract that statement. I think these the small things in life really excite me. OK, right. Yes, that's different. 
Yeah. And so um, there's been a couple things recently. One, I've downloaded a vocabulary app for my mm. phone. I think I've talked about this on yes. show before. Yes. Um, and then also I've downloaded an app called Elevate, oh, um, which are just that. little brain teasers. I did the free teasers. trial. Yeah, I, I've, so only, I've only fun. done the free stuff because I'm cheap and I don't want to subscribe, but it's fun, right? It's great. And a lot of that has to do with reading comprehension. So I got curious just to like poke around at like speed reading and reading comprehension. Um, and I was doing some research and what do you know, we have an episode. Um, so that's what we're talking about today. Um, and, uh, I want to ask y'all a question to kind of kick us off. What age do you think the majority of people level off with their reading comprehension skills? 25. It's gotta be lower. It's gotta be low. High school. 25. You're saying low, which is not an age. Um, uh, I don't know. 14. Yeah. So that's, it's close. It's actually 12 years old. Yeah. Um, which like, I think. If you if you take like a a beat, that makes sense, right? Because your brain, your body's still developing so much so. And there I mean, I feel like we hear about it all the time, but there's so much of an emphasis on like, hey, um, you know, when you're young, like that's when you're a sponge. And that's it's very important to uh, be developing those skills. Um, But there's some fascinating numbers that go along with that. So do you want do you want to just for fun take another guess at what y'all think the average word per per minute is? Oh, I can't even like. Um, I don't know if I can even ballpark this because I have never seen this stat before. Sixty five. Right. Uh, uh, word per minute. Yeah, Probably yeah word like per minute. Two hundred. Dan, you are right on the money. So let's go. So, yeah. So word per minute WPM is the that is the standard measurement that scientists use for um, reading comprehension and uh, for casual reading about 200 to 300 WPM is normal um, for most casual readers, but that lowers to about 150 to 200 if you're reading to learn, um, which brings in another very interesting point uh, that I personally find very (laughs) satisfying. And we'll get into that in a second, uh, which is EWPM which is efficient uh, word per minute. And that takes into account your re- re- the retention piece of yeah, it. Okay. So okay. the average reader who's reading at um, 200 to 300 words per minute has a 60% retention rate, um, oh, which wow. like isn't really yeah. that great. That's hundreds of pages. Right. And it's and it's just but but also if you know, I was thinking about this because how much of when we finish a book, do I forget like character names? Yeah, like even like pretty significant characters. It's like in and out, you know, it's it's uh, like I I, I close the book. And if it's not the main two characters, my brain's like, that's it. That's it, folks. That's that's all I got. And I'm out. Um, But I uh, for fun took a test. To see my own WPM oh, and and EPM. Um, do so do? do y'all, <laughs> for fun, would y'all like to guess Parker's word per minute? Parker's word per minute, I'm going to guess is about 185. So Brett said 230 and Dan said 185. 
Um, and I don't know what I appreciate more. Brett's uh, trust in my ability. <laughs> and you'd think that I am a an avid reader, right? I read a lot. So you'd think, you like, yeah, this guy, this guy's got practice. Yeah. Um, and then Dan's very realistic and humbling Honest. even. Uh, honest approach. Uh, you were closer, Dan. It's actually 194. Of um, course. Which, which is is less than the average casual reader. Okay. You know, and I, I I'll, I'll put that all, I'll put that out into the world uh, for two reasons. One, um, all of this, all my research pointed out, like none of n- nothing about uh, how quick you read really has a lot to do with intelligence, right? Um, right there's ways right. to improve this statistic. And also there's so many different factors that go into uh, your your word per minute. So no one should feel ashamed. And like we say on this podcast all the time, um, any reading is good reading. So so do some good reading and know that if you're reading, you're probably faster than I am. Um, but <laughs> if you're an average person. <laughs> yes. Right. If you're. Yeah. Um, but which in that tracks, I'm a, I am a slow reader. Um, but I was I was happy to say, do, do you want to take a, a stab at my at Ooh, my EWPM? God, let's hit it with like an eighty-seven percent. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, let's. I'll go. Like, I'll go eighty-eight. Just I feel like your comprehension is over. Good. Charles Daniel Phillips, oh you saw the gun. You're you're like you're pretty spot on. I mean, well, Brett, you're technically closer because you did the uh, classic like one over. But I'm actually uh, so. And this is from one test, right? Take this all yeah. with a grain of salt. I got a 91 percent wow. for uh, Let's go. EWPM, which is which is good. But then also, I do want to factor in the fact that I was taking a test based on reading comprehension. Knowing so, and I didn't. Well, I didn't know. It doesn't tell you're you like up trying front. your hardest. Right. Well, it didn't tell me up front that there was going to be the second part of the test, which okay. studies the uh, um, okay. EWPM. But I was reading about this and, and doing a test. So I think my brain was switched a little bit more into learning mode. It was okay. So I want to have that caveat. I'm not uh, some genius, but I will say I, hey, I got think a that photographic memory over here. No, I don't. But hang on to that thought. I think there is something to be said about the way I read and I don't know if y'all are this way at all, but I like to chew on mm-hmm. what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what I mean by that is I think I'm a very visual reader. Um, and I, I meant to look this up. Some people don't visualize when they read. Have we talked about this on cast? Are y'all visual I, readers? I know we've had this conversation before, but I don't know if it was over recording because I'm not the biggest visual reader. I am. Yes. So um, and and that's also like I I want to say almost a 50 50 split, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. And um, and there there's terminology for it. Uh, do some research. It's very fascinating on that fact. But I am a very visual reader and I really like to chew on what I read. Um, and I don't know if that has something to do with how I um, grew up reading or or whatever. But I am a very slow reader. But I, I do like to think I, I also Sorry, my brain's all over the place. I think a little bit of it is for, from um, habitual book clubs, right? Like I'm a part of our podcast book club, and then I'm You're a part thinking of about things book club. to talk about. Exactly, I read to converse. I read to yeah. to take something away so that that way I can then use it as conversation or if i get to a point where i like really like what the themes are the characters are talking about i might you know slow down in that scene um so anyways i uh i i thought that was all fascinating it was fun to judge 
myself and see where I'm at. Yeah, I'm going to go take um, one of those. I, I, was, I was just about to say, I would really love for y'all to do this. And then listeners, I would love if y'all want to uh, email us or Instagram us or whatever. Do, send us in y'all's WPMs because I'm really interested. I want to hear your word per minute count and your, your EWPMs. Um, so, so hit us with that, uh, at bookends with friends. Um, yeah, you know where to find us, but we'll give you that at the end. Um, yes. Do y'all want to know what the top 1% is? It's probably going to make me feel real stupid. Yeah. It's probably going to be like a double, I don't know, 400. You go for it. You're hitting all. I will say I'm four for four right now on these like questions that I've never heard the answers to. So I'm feeling pretty good. 500. Those are those are close. Um, so it's one percent. So you're, you got to think this is the end of the tail, right? Yeah. Um, this is where you're starting to get to in, in that bell graph towards the very end. So it's a thousand words per minute with over eighty five percent retention, That's which crazy. is crazy, really crazy. Um, so there's a, a good handful of folks. And I feel like I've, I've I almost want to say I feel like I've run into people like that. Like I would imagine Maddie's WPM is significantly higher than mine. We've read books beside each other, um, and I I never have felt dumber, dumber in my <laughs> life um, because I'll he- it's not even the visual. I'll hear the pages turning, and, and like she'll be like three pages deep Just before I turn head. one page. Yeah, we did that with um, a darker shade of magic. We were like had I think it was the third book. We were reading both of them just, like side by side, and I want to say we both had like the last like two chapters i swear she finished in like 20 minutes and it took me an hour and a half or something oh man Um, something mad uh but uh you know so so people vary wildly right i would posit that maybe dan's is probably like 300 or 400 you're a fast reader pretty quickly yeah Yeah. i read pretty fast a lot of that is well i'll let you keep going because i i've seen I think it was a TED talk, a pretty popular TED talk that went into speed reading and like yeah. mm-hmm. tips to do it well. And I saw that a while ago and like tried to, you know, implement that a little bit into my reading, but lost a lot of comprehension and feel like I met like a nice halfway point. Right. Yes. And then that's just become kind of a norm and a natural for me. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, that, I mean, that actually honestly perfectly segues me okay. um, because I was looking into um, improvements and efficiencies and and what that looks like if you're wanting to be a better reader uh, with either comprehension or speed reading. And an interesting fact is while there is that 1% that can read a thousand words per minute and retain up to 85% uh, for the typical reader, for for the for the typical person, um, if you're trying to do this and you're trying to improve around the 500 words per minute, your efficiency typically starts to plummet. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Um, like you can improve. A lot of people will do uh, different things that I'll talk about in a little bit to improve. Um, but you should feel good um, or feel confident if you're in that like. I'd say like 200 to 400 range is uh, like is a really good sweet spot for you're a fast reader, but you're also able like for the most part, you're able to retain a lot of what you're reading. Yeah, there's got to be a huge shift from, you know, I bet it's easy to see words very quickly and know what those words are compared to reading quickly. Like you can you can scan a page and see what every word is. Right, exactly. And a single thing about them. 
there there's there's some really fascinating stuff and i i wish i mean i i would i could talk about this for a long time um and maybe i'll even do a part two because i i think this stuff is so fascinating um but one another tidbit that all that i wanted to talk to you guys about is just the uh the the kind of anomaly that this plays in our in our in our world right so reading is everywhere right for for the most Mm -hmm. part um in in places where you have high literacy rates people are reading constant constantly it's it's the number one way for us to break the humans for us to break down information um and then be able to actively use that information it's it's the number one way for us to do so we the the means of this nowadays are mostly over email and text um but for the most part people are are reading you know a good hours uh, you know constantly. a couple hours worth in a day right yeah, just constantly, constantly throughout the day you're you're kind of grazing um on on reading all throughout the day so even if you don't consider yourself a reader, even if you don't pick up a book, you are a reader. You you have a w, WPM. You are reading and comprehending and using those skills that you leveled off as a 12-year-old, um, which that's the, the second piece is, is fascinating because uh, you'd think for something we do all the time that we would garner this natural ability to improve or develop or become quicker because it's just something that's so constant um and and studies have shown that that that's just it's just not the case with reading Uh, a comparable statistic which i wanted to talk to you guys about this is is typing uh i think it i think it's like type per minute or words per minute for yeah i think it's just words per minute yeah yes um but there's there's it's a similar thing where uh most people nowadays are on the computers or for the majority of uh jobs in the u.s at least from what i was researching people are on the computer a significant amount of in the day um whereas they're like typing literacy or their skills on a keyboard are not uh comparable almost at all right to to that which which i'd say even like i had a computer class growing up right where they they taught you where to put your fingers and they taught you where to you know like how to type quickly i'm not i'm not a quick typer i i I, again i mean i guess (laughs) i guess this is just like putting myself on blast this episode (laughs) um but i i can type okay for the most part i can type without like having to look down at my keyboard because of like i do it all day non-stop for my job um so like i'll I'll type quickly and i don't have to think it's but it's all muscle memory for me right right um and it's also riddled with typos (laughs) your backspace a lot yes or just uh autocorrect which is Uh, another piece of the article that i was reading um where there's a bunch of things that are human invention that have lessened our need for improved reading comprehension and for mm-hmm. typing comprehension, um, which are good inventions, right? Like uh, autocorrect, I think we all love and are happy that it's in our daily lives um, because who knows how to spell diarrhea? Not me. Um, I don't know. Uh, but I'll type in enough letters and hopefully get close It'll enough understand. and then it will yeah. understand. Um, exactly. Uh, Are you typing so, that word often at work? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Whenever, I, whenever I'm whenever <laughs> i texting my <laughs> boss to get common. off of... Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, I missed the call. Diarrhea. Uh, no, that that's a joke. Don't listen. Don't listen to that. Uh, employees at work. If you're or, or friends of mine, coworkers. Um, I don't have employees. Why did I say that? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Where was I? Um, Autocorrect. Improvements. Improvements in technology yeah, to make yeah, but not yeah, reading. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. Right. Thank you, Dan. Um, and you're bad at the reading one, and writing is where you were at. Well, the big one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that is for darn certain. Um, but the big one is that we've been so inundated with visual yes. uh, medias to go along with reading visual aids um, and uh, like voice to chat and stuff like that, or, 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 or not voice to chat, um, like things being read to us mm-hmm. that we it, it's just something that our, our brains have decided like an evolutionary trait almost that we reach a certain point of comprehension and then we decide to use that brain uh, capacity elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and you see this everywhere. The article brought up how in the 90s um, and early 2000s, people could tell you upwards of like 20 phone numbers that they had memorized off the top of their head. Yep. Um, and that that skill is gone now. Right. Um, and, and like, even that seems daunting to me. I'm like, I, I, the idea of like, I, I know, I know my mom's phone number. I know mine and I know Maddie's. Um, and those are the three that I know. Um, and I don't even know that, you know, like that. I'm glad I, I I'm glad I know that because I, I don't know that I would care to ever remember anyone else's. Cause why would you, we have technology for that. Um, but anyways, so that's, that kind of is why we are where we're at with reading comprehension. Any, any questions, thoughts? Um, do you think it's growing? Do you think it's getting better? So I, I didn't find anything about where it's headed. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that our, it's probably going to stay consistent. And I think a lot of the, what I did read, uh, about that kind of like 12 year old age and why it levels out there is because that's typically where, um, our classes in mm-hmm. school shift from teaching us reading comprehension and improvements in reading speed to other, um, uh, uh, like other classes, other, you know, we're, we're, we are, start, we start focusing on algebra and higher sciences and stuff like that. Um, so we kind of shift away from like, okay, let's improve how fast you read, yeah. um, or your attention. Sixth grade in Alabama was um, a campfire school. They taught you how to know what that. What does that mean? <laughs> in building, in building shelter. Yeah, no, that seems that seems right. Um, but bushcraft. <laughs> the, I, you know, I feel like I'm making jokes here, but your WPM is is probably about double what mine is. So, <laughs> well, his brain didn't oh, start developing boy. until he was twelve, and so yeah. Oh, that's so true. From there, that's once so he true. left Alabama, it like exponentially had Expedited. to catch up. Right. Yeah. Um, but would you like to learn some some tools for improvement if you're interested? Yes. Sure. Cool. Um, well, for, for, first of all, because I, I just I like to quiz you guys, I guess. I, well, I, like, I like an active audience. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, off the top of the dome, what do you think the go to tools are for reading comprehension improvement? Uh, uh, I would just say doing it more like practicing more. I know like a physical way to read quicker, but not 
comprehend more. Yeah, I honestly, guess. I have yeah. no idea. I have, I've never really thought about that. I, I wouldn't know. What yes. is it like? You read limericks or something like that? Like things that are hard to say. <laughs> reading reading limericks is not one of the is ones it, that I found. So is it a tablespoon of minced garlic? In there you go. Your yeah, you you stick it in your mouth and then you read. Yeah, no. Um. So there, I mean, there, there's there's a myriad of ways, right? There, yeah, there's right, a ton right. of different ways. The common ways are through classes. So like in person or or uh, over the computer training. Okay. Um, there is, uh, uh, oh, hang on there. There's classes. There was, how did I not write that? <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's, isn't this goofy? Hell, okay. This is my reading retention failing me right now. Um, because I had all these show notes 13%. and I had my, my bullet point. Yeah. There's that 13%. Um, that's gone. Well, maybe I'll, I'll remember the other one. Um, <laughs> Oh, sorry. No, I got it. I got it. Here we go. Okay, there's 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 classes that you can take. There are books on speed reading yeah. and reading comprehension. Um, and then the last one, the the prevalent one, the one that's taking off is um, is 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 visual games and apps. And do you all have a, an idea of which one is the best? Probably visual. Yeah, apps. probably visuals. I mean, even even like relating one of your senses to something else is always like a tried and true. Yes. And so I would imagine that's the even now. I bet technology is like able to like track stuff like that too. And so yeah. probably visual. Well, y'all are exactly right. So the while all of them have shown to have strengths and weaknesses. Um, for instance, like classes are good because you can have uh, one-on-one instruction. Yeah. People say that a lot of times classes are focused on um, small hints and tips, probably kind of what you were referencing earlier, Dan, where there's there's like tricks like skimming mm-hmm. and ways like pattern finding that your brain can look at text and you can read quicker. But those classes um, tend to fall out of your brain or fall out of practice faster. So if you're not taking them as regularly or if you do like a sign up for a class to teach you um, and then you stop, you're going to see those advantages and then you're going to see those drop off to something about where you were typically. And then with reading a book, um, it's also a valid method, but a problem with reading a book on uh, uh, self-improvement or, uh, you know, reading efficiency and speed is a lot of that depends on self-accountability and typically books will have those tools um, or like or guided tests or stuff like that to help you but it's not quite as uh almost like honest because there it it leaves just so much up to the individual you can like flip the page back really fast and be like oh you know oh that's what it was (laughs) right um, so the, the prevalence of these brain apps, these, these fast paced apps and, um, tools online, fascinatingly enough, are actually right now showing to be the best, uh, the best ways to help you long-term improve your WPM, um, and your EWPM. Um, so, uh, they're, and and a lot of them will flex your mind in multiple ways. So a big piece of it is um, reformatting your brain to I, I, like th- there's a there's an interesting thing that our brains think that we can comprehend words slower than we actually can. 
Um, and, and from what I was saying, it was like, because we, we talk at a different rate and the way that we perceive a lot of things is all different. Right. But the, the tool that it was talking about, I'm sure you all have seen this, um, or at least I feel like I've seen it maybe because I surround myself with nerdy things. Um, but I've seen like videos where it'll like say like, Hey, read the sentence. And then it'll say like, okay, read the sentence, but it'll do like the one word flashed at a time. Uh, right, okay. right. And your brain is so much faster yes. at reading than you would think. Right. Um, and, and so typically when you do those tests, you can read like, like 300 words per minute or whatever, or, or faster. Um, and you just don't even know, right. You, it's almost like you, you have set yourself at that, 12th grade or not 12th grade 12 year old uh level and you're like okay i'm comfortable that's where i'm at um and so that i mean that's sorry dan you look like you're about to say something i i was just gonna say can you imagine like a kindle format that just flash words water hoses you one word at a time for an entire book (laughs) you have to i I, you have to click to see like next word (laughs) god Oh man, maybe I'd like that. I don't know. Um, but there, there are some really fascinating, uh, tools that, uh, people have been developing, uh, as of late that also really improve reading comprehension in particular. Um, and so I don't know if y'all have seen any of this and they're starting to be used on these type of apps to, to try to help people improve. And there's a thing called bold to normal font. Have y'all seen that? I've not. No, I don't. So think it so. essentially starts a word with bolder font, and then as it goes, the word levels out to a more narrow font, and then the next word starts at that same bold. And so there's a little bit of a distinction between the start of the word compared to the end. And the science there is that our brains are so good at pattern recognition yeah. that a lot of times, and we do this even with regular reading, with regular fonts, we no are we're reading, at, right. So we're not even necessarily like getting to the end of the word before our brain has already picked out that word and said, I know this and moved on to the next word. Mm-hmm. Fascinatingly enough, this is also where a lot of our lack of retention comes from because our brains are also really good at tricking us into thinking that we have known something or that we got the gist and then we'll move on. Um, so there, there's Baldurmal font, there's color code font, which there's uh, like studies that show alternating either um, like by by sentence or by line of the the book or paragraph that you're reading um, with color will help you retain more. Um, and it's just a thing I think that triggers in your brain, like kind of like a, almost a subconscious thing where it's like, oh, this is new, whereas yeah. opposed to like all black font. Um, I think I mean I don't know about y'all, but my brain just gets very good at distracting myself. Right. You know, I get, yeah, I've yeah. got that like ADD thing of where I'll be reading and then I'll hear a noise or look over or whatever, and then I'm like, oh, I think I was here in a paragraph and I, maybe I missed a sentence or two. Yeah. Um. So that that technique helps um mitigate that. It feels like um, so a, a big way that I read, um, and this definitely comes from school because in school you're not really like lounging on a couch and reading right right you can't get comfy but what i did in school and a a ton of people do this as well but um it helps me like focus on the page where so my mind doesn't wonder but it's just the classic like bookmark reading i do that all the time that's why i love reading like at my desk or at the dining room table where you just you know you have the bookmark horizontal 
and it's right. Oh, that's a that's beautiful. Yeah. Right under the that, line that you're reading, and I can absolutely fly through pages when I'm reading a book like that. Yeah. So so one of the the main tips that I saw uh, through all of like almost almost every like piece of uh, like or area that I would go to online to to gather for this episode, like all the research notes had something on the efficiency of either either using your finger or a pointer um, or a bookmark to be where your eyes go. Yeah. Um, and that's just another like a, a huge way of letting it, it take some of the effort off of your brain when you're just looking at text off of your eyes, really, to um, the track to where you position at. yourself. Right. Yeah. Because like you're so if you think about it. Your, your brain's doing multiple things always, right? We're, we're, our brains are doing way more than we could even consider. So it just eliminates one of those one of those extra things and lets another part of our body do that lifting, which I, I think, I mean, I mean, Dan, you said it perfectly, but it, it like you can feel yourself reading faster there. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember what that one was called. Again, guys, you know, this is this is a fun, <laughs> humbling episode Great. because I did a lot of reading uh, to I mean, study you've up. you retained a solid 30 minutes of information for this episode for us. You're doing really I, good. I do think it helped. Thank you. I do think it helps that I was very fascinated in It's in all good this. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's fun. And this is also such an old, like, you know, a, a thing that I'm, I'm, like I said earlier, I, as I've grown, I feel like if I were to have told myself as a teenager, one day you're going to be really excited to learn about WPM and EWPM, <laughs> I would have kicked myself in the shins and went back to playing Nintendo. Um, but here we are, and I love I love this stuff. Um, that, that does seem to be kind of like a tough metric to measure in the sense that you, it's hard to like force yourself to be interested in something. And yes. if you're just not interested in something, it takes it feels like it takes one takes so much longer to read. And two, my brain just doesn't record it. Instead, yes. I could like speed read something that I'm interested in and just be like, I got this. It's easy. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how you train your mind to defeat. That. So I, I was going to bring that up, but I'd be remiss not to to talk about it now. Um, So a lot of this, a lot of this, you have to take with um a grain of salt knowing that there are, there is so much variability in your your personal word per minute a huge factor uh is what brett just said is just interest um which by itself is is unique and subjective right so if it's something that you're interested in reading or learning about especially with the efficiency side and the learning piece um if it's something you're not interested in your brain is so good at deleting information yeah. from, like if your brain decides this doesn't have value to me the unique individual um then your ep your ewpm can drop like crazy um and then also just the interest level in general your your word per minute count can drop because you're more likely to get distracted um and a huge other piece of that uh is just distraction distraction in general um this could be as simple as like, are you finding a space for yourself to read? Um, that goes back to, to tools to help improve is carving out a, a place or a spot where you're not going to be distracted, um, removing your phone from your your person or something that will uh, beg to 
draw your attention is another uh, big factor in helping you improve your WPM. Um, and and then another one that I thought is like it, it's funny because everything comes down to this, but sleep. Uh, if you're <laughs> yeah, getting right. if you're getting yeah, good honestly. sleep, that's that can be a factor in so much of your life. Um, but it there it's a piece of it. If you're get if you're on a regular sleep schedule and you're getting good sleep, your brain is so much better at the the retention piece, the EWPM. Because your brain is like not even consciously, but just it is better at soaking the information and then keeping it there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's spot on, Brett. I think that's a it, it's it's something where it's hard to measure. Um, there's no perfect science to it. Right. You could probably take a test on every different website about this and get a different especially uh, EWPM because the tests are going to look different. Right. Right. Like it, right. Right. Some are going to be multiple choice. Some are going to be. Um, you know, fill in the blank. It, it, there's there's a lot of different ways, but to that point and to kind of round me out uh, and and let me shut up. Um, the 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 final thing is if you really want to improve your speed reading, your your words per minute, your efficient words per minute, a big thing is is uh, is is reading intentionally and testing yourself on it. Um, and there's there's proven benefits of this. It's like working out with intention versus saying, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll work out. And then you, you know, maybe go on a, a walk or, or maybe you jog once per month. And that, the, the difference right. of that, you know, where like if you're actively engaging and actively training um, your brain to try to retain more and to try to boost your speed and then you're taking tests to see uh, th- that's where um, especially with these apps and what I've been talking about, the other aids to help you'll see your your um your speed improve your your word per minute count improve um so that has concluded our class today that was a super good episode thank you for that yes. thanks teach you're you're so you're so welcome um thank y'all for for listening and i i i mean honestly it was it was a soapbox it was just me yammering on um but i had a lot of fun and i know going into the rest of this month i'm going to be thinking about my mm. wpm and EWPM every time I read. Um, so I don't know how that's going to affect my reading, but we'll see. <laughs> Everybody test yourself if you want to. Yes, please. Send in your Please your test, data. Uh, test yourself. Send in your data. We're not going to use it for any dubious uh, or nefarious purposes. We're not going to sell it to any apps. Maybe not you. Also, you can lie. Like you could just straight up lie to us. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna test you or tell you to prove it. Um, it's more so just for fun. Um, it's the honor I mean, system hope, out here. It's the honor system. Um, and this podcast is all about trust. If we if we trust. do anything, it's it's. I hope we provide a safe space where you can feel like you can be honest about your words per minute. I'm less than the national average. Um, and so I hope that you feel no shame audience. Um, ah, oh, shoot. I had one more point. Do you, you want to listen to my last point? What's it, your this last is, point? This is, well, this is fun too. Cause it actually doesn't have anything to do with speed reading. Um, do y'all know what hyper thymesia is or to do eidetic imagery? I've heard of that before. Is that photographic eidetic imagery? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yes. So, so hyperthymesia is the ability to, uh, essentially not forget. Um, it's, it's the elevated version of, uh, uh, of eidetic imagery, um, which is to say that anything you see, read, hear, 
um, it, pretty much anything that's happened in your life, you can you can pull from and be pretty close to 100 percent accurate, yeah. which is insane. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and then I did imagery is the that's the the actual terminology for mind uh, palace for photo. Yeah, your mind palace <laughs> for photographic or photo photographic uh memory what memory yeah yeah that's that's like the actually a a, a more sci-fi term like that's not really used in um science and like yeah in scientific right. speak um so i've got two fun facts about these two things that don't really count because everything i saw said that this is a a an outlier and such a weird like it's such a thing that you shouldn't take an account like hyperthymesia or eidetic memory um the interesting thing about hyperthymesia is that it's so rare that there are a total of 62 people in the world right now out of seven or eight billion whatever we're at that have been proven to have this um that's pretty crazy that's like a a, a I, mean, I mean that that's such a small 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 percentage yeah. it's yeah. almost a superpower right like yeah. straight I mean, up the it ability is a superpower yeah that's crazy it right. seems like one yes and i feel like it's it's so funny because with this and eidetic imagery the, the fact that i'm about to get to i feel like you see it on like tv shows all the time so much where i'm like oh like probably like 10 percent or 15 percent of people have this um no like not even close yeah so eidetic memory the fun fact there is two to ten percent do have this so, hey, that may be close, right? There's a chance. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Because that is for people who are under the age of 12. So there's just a weird thing with, with eidetic, eidetic memory it? where for some reason, yeah, it, it's it's something that um almost everyone who has it, it is in their early huh. adolescence and then goes away. Uh, and they don't know why. It's uh, so, it's in, indecisive as or in, in, inconclusive as to why that is. I want to toot toot my own horn really quick. Dan I had was it? an only child. Dan has it. I was an only child, and I'm not going to say that I had it, but as an only child, I very much entertained myself. I found ways to entertain myself, and I had this game that was a memory game called Husker Do, and it was like a big circular spinning wheel thing where when you spun the wheel, the symbols would be hidden, and there was like you know, probably 10 to 15 different variants of those symbols and you put checkers all over them and it's a it's a memory game. I swear I knew all 15 of those by heart. Like I could pick up one piece and see like what symbol was underneath it and then be like, oh, I know what board this is. Here's this symbol. Here's this symbol. Hey, hey and Dan. I feel like when I, when I, <laughs> yeah. Do, do you remember, did anybody... The place that you lived, was there anybody in like white coats? Did you call anybody lab. Papa uh, or anything like know. that? I don't know about that. But I feel was like there, was I... there a man in a wheelchair who also had other gifted students around he's wearing, he's wearing um, and could speak foil. to you in his mind? <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. Now that you mention it. Yeah, I think so. Oh, Xavier? But when, when I tell myself, like, I can't remember everything, obviously, um, my comprehension isn't great. But when I decide... I want to like memorize something. I feel like I'm very good at memorizing things. Like I'm great with yeah. names. I'm great with stuff like that. And I, I love the idea of just, you're constantly... good with geography, right? Yes. I love geography. I love like random, you know, I love maps. Maps are just fun, maps are the but best. I love the idea of just constantly bettering that. And like, 
just getting my memory to be crazy. I would love to have just an impeccable memory. Yeah. And um, there's also, I mean, uh, to that point, Dan, uh, obviously this is not going to surprise anyone, but with all of this research, games and apps and stuff like Elevate, what we talked about earlier, are super good for you. And yeah. th- they will help you. Um, like there's a lot of science that shows these type of memory games and these type of um, games that train your brain to retain information better and expand your vocabulary are really good for uh, maintaining good mental health and fighting off even some diseases like Alzheimer's and right. um, some some other uh, nasty stuff like that. Um, so yeah, keep doing that, Dan. Keep bettering yourself. It's so fun. You're gonna live forever. <laughs> Wow, we should wrap this one out, huh? We should, we should, we should wrap this one up. Um, any final thoughts? No final thoughts. Let's bookmark it there. Thank you, Jacob Robinson and Maddie Moon, for the music and the cover art. Email Thank us your WPMs. And yeah, um, last little, last little announcement, soapbox thing. Uh, snowball, I guess, is also email us book recommendations. We got a few from Hannah. So thank you, Hannah, for sending those. But we're almost into our next round of like the back half book picks so we're gonna start researching and looking over what we want to read so send us some ideas i I know jay has also sent us some the um uh, ideas the illuminate illuminate files is one one i think she sent some more too yeah so thanks for those there's been a handful of of folks who have reached out if y'all have any any recommendations or books that y'all would like us to read and discuss um on and off podcast um send those to our Gmail. That's uh, bookendswithfriends at gmail.com. Um, we also are on Instagram. Uh, it's bookends underscore with underscore friends. Um, and those are the main places to reach us. Those that That's where we're most active. So we love uh, to hear from y'all. Um, we haven't said this in a while. I don't even know if I want to tell your friends, tell your friends about this uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, if, if you, if they're readers, if you, if you think this might be something they'd be interested in. Um, Hey, hi, you're welcome to come here. If you want any we all, Tuesday, we all blush when we have to self plug, but yeah, we hate cares. it. It um, feels gross. Brett hit us with it. The real friends were the books we made along the way. That was really slow. Parker's WPA. Bye.